What is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to the Fat Bearded and Beautiful Podcast with your host, Sacred Vision. Sloss McSaucy. And our our special guest, Nasty Natty Gaming. Ew, he's so pretty, isn't he, everybody? Look at that mullet. I appreciate you guys having me on here, man. It's a pleasure to have you, man. Pleasure to have you. So, um, Sacred, you get to lead what we're talking about today because I don't have it pulled up in front of me. Before we get into any topics, we have Nasty Natty Gaming. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I stream NCAA 14 college sports games as well. Sometimes I branch off into some NBA games and some Madden occasionally and some other Battle Royales when I first started streaming, things like that. But that's what I do pretty much. I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. I love my Cincinnati sports, Cincinnati Reds, Cincinnati Bengals. And, of course, your number four team in the country going to the playoffs against the Alabama Crimson Tide, Cincinnati Bearcats. Let's go, Bearcats. I've never in my life rooted for Cincinnati, but here we go. Let's go, Bearcats. A couple new fans today. Yeah, got a couple new fans. <laughs> Sauce, you asked the lovely Nasty Natty Gaming to come on the podcast. What enticed you for him to be our very first special guest on FBB? Well, well, number one, he he's the homie. He's actually one of the uh, creators that I first started watching when I got here on Twitch. And uh, somebody that's been super supportive of my journey through streaming and growing a community. He also has one of the coolest freaking streams that i've ever been a part of like he's the hypest freaking craziest dude i know like he has broken so many chairs during his streams <laughs> it's not even funny whoa 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 uh, you're talking about hype now sacred's gonna have to step it up a little bit i mean you guys can go toe to toe it's gonna be fun um but i also do want to say uh congratulations to uh mr mr natty here he uh recently received his uh check mark he is a partner on twitch Huge congratulations to him. So if you don't mind, uh, I'm just going to call you Natty. That's fine, yeah. That's Could you tell us about your streaming jar- journey from the very beginning to today? To part, Well, to partner. Well, I mean, if we want to go from the beginning, it started when I was actually 17 on a platform called Beam, which is was then changed to uh, Mixer. I'm actually, when Beam first came out, it was on Xbox. Uh, it was for Xbox streamers. You could stream right off your Xbox system, and it was called Beam. And I was actually an OG member. They gave me an OG badge. I was one of the first people to ever use Beam when I was 17 years old, streaming off my Xbox on a Connect mic. And then it changed to Mixer. Then I went back to school for HVAC, and I stopped streaming actually for four years. I was actually in the 2K community then, and then I was gonna come back. I was gonna come back, and I was gonna. I I got a little bit of adult money now. I I went to school. I'm in HVAC. I got some, uh, you know, I got a little bit of money now. I got a nice job, and you know, got me a nice house, and or not a nice house, but you know, a house that does the job. I was gonna come back. I bought a camera. I've always wanted to do streaming. I always loved the idea of streaming and being a part of a community. And I was gonna come back and go back to Mixer actually. And literally the day that I was gonna come back on Mixer, announce me coming back from 2K to community, Mixer got into that whole scenario. I don't know if you guys remember that a couple summers ago when Mixer actually got shut down because the uppers got into some trouble. So I ended up coming to Twitch. Thankfully, I think by the grace of, you know, the man above, that was probably, I probably wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't come to Twitch that day. So I started off playing a game called Balloons Tower Defense when I came over to Twitch. It's a weird game. It's a computer game that uh, some of us have probably played in high school. And then I was like, 
uh, when I got affiliate, started branching out just a little bit, and I played a game called Cuisine Royale that is now called Cursed. It's a battle royale game with some witchcraft, I would best describe it as. Uh, but I was going through this thing where like, I was kind of like, what am I doing? You know, I'm kind of just floating around here, 300 followers, nothing, nothing's really happening. I'm starting to think about giving up. And, and then I was like one day, like I was telling sacred, uh, before the stream, I was like, I got an Xbox 360 in my living room. I played NCAA football growing up my entire life and got all the NCAAs growing up for my birthday. And I was like, I got an NCAA 11 and I got a 360. I wonder if anybody does this. So literally on stream, I wish I would have clipped it because it would have been cool to go back and look at. I ripped that 360 out of my living room, hooked it up to my Elgato capture card, and I started playing NCAA 11. And then I figured out there was actually a community in this college football stuff, and I bought NCAA 14, and here I am now. That honestly <laughs> sounds like the lifetime journey. Like, honestly, like something so minuscule as that. Oh, I got a, how did you say it? You said, I have an Xbox 360 with more dirt on it than Betty White. More <laughs> dust, more dust. Yeah, more dust than <laughs> Betty White sitting in the living room. <laughs> oh, I love you guys. That's why I have a Betty White emote, actually. He does. He does, in fact, White. have a Betty White emote. <laughs> Maybe I have a weird obsession with Betty White, okay? So it's all right. We all do. We all do. That lady is beautiful. Okay. <laughs> Betty White is older is older than sliced bread. Do you guys know that? That's that fine. A slice of a bread. Let's just say that. That's fine. <laughs> I like bread. Time out question. Before before they had sliced bread, were they just like making sandwich like open face sandwiches all the time? No, like, they used they just whole, put meat on top. Loaves. Yes, loaves. They actually used loaves. Like they didn't slice them. I don't. So apparently, I've actually looked it up. Apparently, sliced bread was invented in like 1933, I think, 32 or 33, and Betty White was born before then. So technically, she's older than sliced bread. Wow. I guess they mean like they got two giant loaves and just just yeah, just mash two loaves together. Like that's that's the Fred Flintstone of sandwiches. I love it. Let's eat that. That is a sandwich fitted for FBB, baby. <laughs> it is. Sandwiches created. Was sandwich I don't know, but the Earl of Sandwich must have done it. Imagine Probably. the first guy accidentally cut and then just like, I'm just going to throw lunch meat on this thing. And, it's a lot like, easier. Were there sandwiches before bread? <laughs> I don't know. Like, oh my goodness. Somebody in the chat look that up. Let's find out when sandwiches were invented. I mean, we do have a running uh, thing on my channel where uh, we talk about uh, tacos being uh, Mexican flatbread sandwiches. They don't agree with me, but it's true. <laughs> the Kraken is <laughs> screaming from the other side of the stream room. I uh, love it. <laughs> it causes she so said, much chaos when I say it. She said, I'm Mexican, so I can agree with you. Hey, we have, <laughs> I have confirmation now. I would like everyone to remember this moment. So the first sandwich, thank you, Lily Ray. The first sandwich was in 1762 by the fourth Earl of Sandwich. Wait, why were the other three Earls of Sandwich? I don't know, bro. If, this if they didn't have sandwich. Dude, this this is not a history podcast. <laughs> I know, but I have questions. I wish we could get a picture of the first sandwich ever. Google, bro, Google. I'm just going to look up first sandwich ever. It better be a peanut butter and jelly. Okay, now chat's asking, hum, is cereal a soup or nah? Yes. Cereal is in fact a soup. Yes. I guess technically a cold soup. 
Yes, it is. And a <laughs> cake is a sweet lasagna or a salad, if you will, because a, a lasagna is just a salad because it is a sauce with things. So the sauce is the dressing and everything else is the filling. And since a cake is a lasagna, then a cake is a salad. Cake is healthy. Everybody's saying sauce. Stop. You're ruining cake. <laughs> Pan pizza <laughs> is lasagna. But next topic. <laughs> True. True story. Natty, have you played Halo Infinite yet? I have not. I've okay, not. so this next next topic is only for Sacred. Then it's Sacred's opinion on playing Halo Infinite. Okay. Yep, I convinced him to download it. There was a TikTok about it. I need to know, Sacred, is Halo as good as I said it was? It is not the best FPS ever, but, and I say this, but it is a good game. There are small little tweaks that I wish they would fix, like their hit boxes. And the overpowering effect of those damn pistols. Oh my God, I hate the pistols. I told you pistols are the way to go, man. <laughs> this man made me make a whole TikTok on me downloading Halo Infinite because he, he, for like a week and a half, he went on sacred. Just play it. Sacred. Just play it. It's free. Just play it. I fucking played it and now I like it. Oh, uh, and like I didn't PDM? say it's the best FPS ever. I said it's the best this year. Is there like TDM and free-for-all in Halo or no? There is. There yeah, is. There is. There's also Capture the Flag and like uh, Hardpoint, stuff like Oddball. that. Yep. Super, super good game modes. Okay. All right, Sauce. So we're going to go on the next topic. Sauce was bright. I enjoyed Halo. Fuck Sauce McSaucy. The new Warzone update and issues. Sauce, what is your take on the new Warzone update and issues? Okay, so I don't know the most recent because I haven't had my Xbox on in a couple days. But I can tell you, since the drop of Ricochet on the servers here in the States, it has been absolutely horrendous. I cannot even load into a map properly. I will land and I will see through buildings. Like, I was giving guys call-outs on my team whenever I was dead because I could see through things. I was like, hey, there's two guys in front of you. Like, it's helpful for me to help them, but it's super bad. Super, super terrible. And my guns wouldn't even load in. If they don't get this fixed, and I mean immediately, I will uh, I will have to find a different game to play on stream for a while. I will I will say Sauce. What I heard Sauce talking about the load-ins and things of that nature. And I seen you glitch. And get killed by the the gas. Just enough time for you to get killed in the gas. And then it unglitched and you died. So pissed. <laughs> I, man, I still see cheaters. Like, I've seen, I guarantee you, 50 TikToks with people blatantly cheating to see if Ricochet works. It does not work for everyone. Like, there are people running around still. I saw one this morning. The guy did it last night. He was running around on the ground, killing everybody that fell out of the sky and people, you know, 2000 meters or a thousand meters, 900 meters, however wide the map is. He was killing people across the map, straight headshots. So why Activision? That's what I want to know. Why? Why are you not getting your shit together? My question is, if they put in Ricochet and it's not working, then what the hell did they do in this update except make the game worse since i've been playing it is in the worst state it's ever been in like i've only i haven't been playing for more than about six seven months now 
but it is by far in the worst state it's ever been in since I've been playing. Terrible, terrible game right now. It's almost to the point where it's almost unplayable for me. Even though I've I have built my Twitch community around Warzone and around COD, it's to the point where it's it's almost not enjoyable for me anymore because I'm tired of dying to the same little stereotype of of player. A kid camping in a corner, kid camping in a bushes, a kid cheating, sniping everybody from the other side of the map with iron sights. Timmy, put your controller down and go outside. The thing outside shining bright in the sky is called the sun. It gives vitamin D. It's good. I promise it's not bad. Get out of the fucking corner, Timmy. There's a lot of little Timmy's around. Now, see, I don't have as much of an issue with like people camping, even people that are like freaking hacking. Like that's annoying and everything. And yeah, it ruins a game. But I'm having more issues. I literally am having issues playing the game. Like, I just can't, like, I'm trying to load into the game, and shit's just not loading in. Like, I I can't do anything about it. What about the big black box on the end of your guns when you're trying to aim down sights? (sighs) I can't tell you how many times I have died, (laughs) even in Gulag. Like, whenever they give you a gun and you load in, and then it's it's got a big black box on it. So if you ADS it's automatically covers your entire screen. So it's just like a big portion of the middle of your screen. You can't see anything, even when you're not ADS. It's it's terrible, especially for us on console. Like, I know it runs a little bit better for people on PC right now than it is on console, but couple that with the fact that we also have like a 60 FOV and no FOV slider, that black box that takes up a little, little corner for you guys is literally like 92% of our screen. It's terrible. You know, this this sets up a good argument for you, Sauce. You know, I keep telling you, get a PC, throw the console out. PCs ain't free. I don't know. If you strip enough on stream, they could be free. I was going to say the same damn thing, Sauce. I'm going to have to uh, chit-chat with Mama Saucy and get permission to start my OnlyFans tomorrow. It's going to have to happen. I know this is completely off topic, but so the other day I was like, you know what? I want to network with some new streamers. I'm going to go out into recommended land and i went into streamers you know different streamers and i if i if i like their content and if i was vibing i dropped them a follow i chatted in chat you know i was i was talkative do you know how many male streamers have only fans oh quite a few quite a few of them do oh my god sauce fats xoxo says so what i'm hearing is tits for donos i mean you heard it here first guys you heard it here first is that a yes I mean, I'm not saying no. So I'm hearing Saul saying he's going to do another bikini stream and wax his chest again. I I never said that. (laughs) That's what I heard. I was, yeah, that's what I was thinking. He was. We'll have to set up a goal for it. I'm going to start an OnlyFans, but it's going to be a. It's going to be the first one of its kind. You have to pay me to put my clothes back on. I tell people all the time I'm going to start one where I just eat chicken wings in my underwear. I'm going to start sending everybody nudes and they're going to have to pay me to stop. Please take my money and stop sending this to me. Please. <laughs> Sir, I have a family. Uh, <laughs> Natty, uh, I, but- I have a very... Oh, go ahead, Sauce. I'm sorry for interrupting. Go ahead. Oh, uh, you're good. I was just going to say, um, I do think it's more commonplace now for there to be uh, OF links and things like that for people that are full-time content creators because it's a supplemental income. for if you If it's something that you're personally okay with doing, and putting out there for the world, then more power to you. It's not necessarily something that I'm comfortable doing myself, and that's okay as well. 
it is something that has kind of gone hand in hand with content creation is making content on other sites kind of like that i mean yeah you're absolutely right it is a way to get your your twitch out there in your stream hey sauce do you drink alcohol by any chance that's a serious question sometimes we need to have a portion or a section like once a month in each podcast where we try different whiskeys on stream and on the podcast and give our honest opinions because I'm sitting here drinking Jack Daniels right now, and it's not my favorite, but Poe up. Um, they cost money. <laughs> <laughs> and whiskey can get expensive, bro. It really can. Dude, I'm Jack talking Jack Walmart whiskeys, not not uh, single barrel. Gotcha. You know, Fireball. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I drank Fireball on stream a couple weeks ago. I was drinking Fireball and Dr. Pepper. For your birthday stream, correct? That is correct. It was my birthday stream. On to the next topic. Natty, I have a very specific question for you from Sauce McSaucy himself. Natty's journey on Twitch. What have you done that you think led to you being a partner on Twitch? I don't know. There's there's quite a few things. I mean, I could I could probably go on and just just like there's somewhat connecting, but there isn't connecting at the same time. Like uh people that just being like cool with everybody. I was always like growing up like pretty cool. Like I, I I don't know. Like, I'm a really good friends with a guy named Daniel by default. He's really good with PC things, and we talk every single day. And if I need PC help, he he's and we brainstorm ideas and finding someone to trust and throw ideas off of. Like I said, I think I I talked to you about it before the stream. Uh, Sacred is like, it's more than just sitting in front of this TV screen and playing, you know, games and just sitting here talking and stuff like that. And it's like getting up, being, you know, being active and, you know, reacting. I have a true love for this stuff. So it's not, it's not, it's not hard for me to react the ways that I do and, and move around and be, uh, be active with people. And another really big thing is like, just, I read every single chat. I read every single chat. I don't care if I got one person, 20 people or a hundred people. I do not miss chat. And I, and just like, just make it when I, I guess I could go bigger, but that's pretty much, I think, like, just, like, making people feel wanted when they come on here, man. They give you your time, so people want to be heard, and I love, you know, reading chat and, and asking about their day instead of asking what's your favorite game, because I'm sure they went into 20 streams before you, and they've already talked about their favorite game. You know, things like that in nature. So, I do have a, a follow-up question. So, in your opinion, as a partnered Twitch streamer, what is more important being a cracked gamer or being more connected to your to your chat cracked as in like skillful yes cracked like pro i think you can be successful in both ways it's kind of just which way you want to go or you can be really fucking good at or real i don't know if i can cuss on your stream or not but you can be really good on you know you can cuss uh, you can be really good at both but i think it's just a route that you decide to take and how you want to do it I mean, and it also depends on what games you're you're providing for the people that you're that are watching you. So, I for me personally, I think it was an easy route for me to get to know everybody. Uh, you know, get people involved, get find. So instead of like working on my skills in my game, which I do, but more thinking of what can I, how can I get people involved is the is the more like instead of sitting here before streams and playing the game and trying to get better at my craft, I'm more thinking of. What can be the next big thing to get people involved? 
So I have a question here from chat. Lucky Bard Games, who is a huge supporter of me and Sauce McSaucy, he wants to know what's the best thing to do when chat is super quick and you're in the middle of an extreme moment inside the game. Uh, focus on the game. I, it's hard to explain. I, I I know Sauce has been in my stream. Uh, it's really like luckily I'm playing football, so there's breaks every single play. I play a lot of in football, so. I would, if you're in a stream situation, definitely focus on the game because you're putting on content for people. But luckily, because I'm playing football, there's a break every single play, and I and I've gotten really, really, really good at I my screen, my monitors right here, and my TV's right here. I got my OBS switched with my chat on the same side, so my my chat is right here and the screen's right here. So all I got to do is this, you know. So like, and then plus with every single break, and then you know, luckily I'm playing football, so it's it's actually very easy for me. I'm thinking as like an FPS person, people understand that yeah. you got what's going on in your game. Like if they're watching the game, they the gameplay, they know exactly that you're in a situation like that. You got to focus a little bit. So I think they're forgiving of you not seeing something for a minute and then just catching back up. Yeah. I think that's the key, though, is you have to catch back up. Exactly. So roll back up, read everything and continue afterwards. Yeah. So you mentioned his name, Nasty Natty Gaming, and guess who popped into my chat just now? Daniel by default. I see him. I'm reading every single chat on your screen right now. Daniel by default. Special shout out to this guy. Can one of the can one of my mods shout out Daniel by default, please? That's Love me man, some Daniel by default. That's my guy. So what you're saying is, if if you find a game that is a little bit more slow paced. And, you know, has those scheduled breaks like in between each play that you play, you know, in CAA football, it's a lot easier for a busier chat. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely say so, especially with sports games. If you're playing a sports game now, maybe basketball is a little bit different, but like maybe soccer. I don't know. But me personally, I I can, uh, you know, I can have 100 people in the chat and I can I can read every single chat without a problem. It's became really easy for me just it's like practicing or getting better at, you know, just, I just, for some reason, it's very easy for me to, you know, but definitely like sauce was saying with the first person shooters and thing, I think the people that are in your stream watching you, I think they definitely understand if it's top five situation, I would 100% want my streamer to, I would rather see him win than missing the comment that I just said a minute ago. You know, I would rather see, you know, the person I'm watching, you know, clutch up because that's going to be badass, you know, things like that. I think it, 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 your your the people that your viewers would definitely understand if you're playing Warzone. Like I know for me, watching somebody screw what I'm saying. If it's top five, I want you locked in. I'm ready to spam 100 emotes when you win. Exactly. Absolutely. Uh, Fats, not not Fats. Sorry, I was talking to Fats in chat. Sauce, how would you elaborate on that for those bigger streamers that are in those situations a lot of the time when they're streaming, like Nick Merckx and Aiden and symphony and dr disrespect do you think that 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 is what plays it plays a huge part in their stream and activity with chat is because they find them themselves in those you know one-on-one situations or one-on-four situations at the end of the game i mean maybe but if you watch one of their streams they're not talking to chat the entire game yeah. like they have points where they're talking to chat at the beginning of their stream where they do their just chatting period and they'll talk to chat then. They don't even acknowledge donos or subs or anything whenever they're actually doing gameplay after a certain point in their stream. So I think if you actually watch 
there's a difference between massive creators like Tim the Tatman and large streamers. Like, um, yeah, that would be corrupt. impossible for Doc to read everything. Exactly. It's not possible. It's physically not a thing that's going to happen. But people like uh, Corrupt, who has, you know, like three to five hundred people in there. He's usually pretty good at keeping up with his chat while he's still playing the game. Now, will he focus more on the game when he's playing it because he's pretty good at the game and cracked? Yeah, but he will read chat as much as he can between games and everything. Whereas Tim, the tap man and Dr. Disrespect and them, they talk to each other during the game because they're the content all together. They're playing together like that's what the content's about. It's not even as much the gameplay at that point. It's yeah. because people like them. They they also have especially with Doc like personas. It's like I like I said when you're watching Doctor Disrespect, it feels like you're tuning in for a, you know a movie. That's how well yep. the you know he does. Like when you're when you're tuning in to Tim the Tapman, you're you're tuned in to hear Doctor Disrespect and Tim the Tapman. Like it's like a movie. Like it's like them collabing. You know, so mm-hmm. like so, Darcy and Hutch. This is a question we haven't answered on the podcast uh, yet, Sauce. I'm I'm gonna ask you first, Sauce. Who, what streamer influenced you enough to start streaming yourself? The streamer that influenced me the most to start streaming, uh, his name is Super Cubby. That was the first community I got into when I got here on Twitch. I would love to have said it was Natty, but Natty actually was somebody I ended up watching right whenever I first started streaming. I actually, I don't know if Natty remembers, but I actually went to do a stream one day, followed him and asked him advice on somebody that just started out streaming. Natty, what about you? The first person, like first streamer that got me into streaming. Yeah, who was your biggest? What streamer was your biggest influence to get you into streaming yourself? I would say I've always wanted to stream, but if I would say like the person that gave me the momentum or take that next step would probably be like I've always wanted to, you know, or like I like is probably Doctor Disrespect. One hundred percent. Like I agree with you. Like Doc has been around for a while. Like Doc, I used to watch Doc and Stone Mountain sixty four. I want to give credit to Stone Mountain sixty four. I used to watch his YouTube videos. Me and my stepson. He was trying to get me into this gaming community, and I, you know, at the time I wasn't into it. But Stone Mountain and Doctor Disrespect, those personas, man. You know, with Stone Mountain and his, I am your commanding officer. You know, that was hilarious, original, genuine content. I love that stuff. They're on another level, man. Like Doc says, they're the stuff that they're doing is. Uh, Natty, this is a a topic specifically for you because I don't think me or Sauce are in this community. But could you describe and you know speak on the NCAA community in streaming? Real quick, I got my name from I seen I think Fatso said Nasty Natty Gaming, uh, Big Red Machine used to be called uh, the Nasty Boys and things like that. Uh, and Natty, of course, stands for Cincinnati. And then I just threw gaming on there. Uh, so nasty Natty gaming. So that's kind of where I got my name from. And I'm a real big supporter of my city. I think we're a big underdog city. So I love representing my city at, you know, at any chance I can get. But anyways, uh, the NCAA community, they've taken care of me. Uh, they're like, I, I put in my I wish I like I told him when I put in my partner application, I wish I, I, I wish I would have I didn't think of it at the time, but I wish I could have took a screenshot or I copied and pasted it of what I put because and I also wish I could have copied and pasted what I put in when I put in for my discord partnership application, because without them, none of this would be possible. I tell them at the end of every stream, most of the streams that there's only one thing in this life that's uh, 
that that is uh, priceless and that's time. And I'm very grateful for their time. So that's why I give them everything that I got. And uh, they've they've taken care of me to the to quitting my job. They took care of me. They they come in every stream. They take care of me. They're very respectfully. You know, I've had Lexi on stream. I've had my father on stream. I've had my mother on stream. My sister on stream. They're very respectful. Just they're just it's just a awesome bonding, beautiful community. Uh, I've been in the 2K community. I've been in the Madden community. I've been in the COD community. And I tell you right now, there's <laughs> it's a, it's a, they're they they're awesome. And, that's really and the good goals, yeah the yeah the the like discord especially like like i put in the discord partnership not only would this be like a goal for me to like want to hit for discord partnership and you know partnership on twitch but like it would be an achievement just for my community itself because that's who got me here so like that would be in it because they make the discord so this would be an achievement for them as well so that's why i'm very mm-hmm. thankful for them this is a you know things like that they're it's an amazing it's can't really you know i think about it all the time <laughs> you know that's one thing you know when i told my my father my, my dad's old school grew up in a you know really weird era but when i told my dad i was going to quit my job and you know pursue this dream he he said i can't believe you son and then he came into one of my streams and every once in a while he will pop up but he came into one of my streams and he saw how loving and how supportive everyone in the community was and after stream he looked at me and he said I'm proud of you. Like that's uh, to hear that you're doing something positive and you have the love and support of everyone around you. And then complete strangers is an amazing feeling to meet some of these people that I play games with is it's a blessing. People don't understand. It really is a blessing. You know, we went to Vegas and we got to meet King James and Tecker. Like it was it was amazing. I've met Lines Faded. I've met Bama Bubba 220. It, it's 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 I, I I'm I'm out of words. Like I it's a it's a great feeling. Like these communities truly are amazing. At the end of the day, that's the whole reason a streamer wants to stream is because we like well, I, I can't speak for everybody, I guess. I'll speak for myself. The whole reason I started streaming is because I like people and I wanted to meet more people. I wanted to play video games and chill and hang out. And it's super freaking cool when you start seeing that community building and building and building and building. And then it's even it's even more awesome whenever you start seeing like other people that were in your community starting to build their own communities that are like right up against yours. And you start seeing like it expanding and expanding. There's no other feeling like it, honestly. Absolutely. The Man, that's probably my favorite part of streaming, the communities, because I've met so many amazing people. And without streaming, I would have never have known these these beautiful people. Yeah. One hundred percent. You can meet your best friend, man. I think I I I don't usually I don't know if he's still in here or not. Well, I don't know, you know, but I've driven all the way to Nebraska. You know, I would say Dana by default is a good friend of mine. I would say Sauce is a good friend of mine. I would say a lot of people, you know, uh St. Breezes is a good friend of mine. I, you know, I, t- I talk to these people every single day. Like, it's just like having friends is cool, too. I've met I, I've actually garnered some really close friendships with people. Sauce, Sauce is one. Bearded Wonder is one. Uh, Fats XOXO is one. Squid 8785. Wicked Display. Uh, Kylie, who is my merch manager. Um, we've like, dude, the, the people that we have met inside, you know, and I don't even remember how we all 
Sauce, I think I found you like on TikTok, I think, originally. And, you know, uh, yep. <laughs> you know, like we've become good friends. Like we text, maybe not text, but snap every single day. And it's, it's great. I think uh, there is a time where, of course, you're building a community, but it's even cooler when these community members start becoming more like family than like community people that you just see when you're streaming. Like there's actually a bond there that forms, which I think is kind of like surreal that that even is a thing that can happen. Because whenever you're an adult in the real world, that you make friends in like very, very small places, especially as a man. Um, I don't know if women are the same. I'm not a woman. I can't tell you. But after you got out of school and you were working, you pretty much only saw the same people every single day at your job. If you didn't like those people, too bad. You better find a hobby to go find somebody else that you like. Because at a certain point in time, you stop, you kind of grow apart from your high school friends. So uh, it's a really cool situation to be able to build those relationships with people that are across the freaking world. Like, it's so freaking cool that I I can now say that I have friends that live in South Africa. I have friends that live in Australia. I have friends that live in London, freaking Antigua, Nebraska, Cincinnati, Louisiana. Woo! Louisiana, let's go! I do have a question in chat. Uh, what advice would you give to someone trying to start their own Discord community? Uh, shout it out every time of your life, about a hundred times. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's really all you can do. Yeah, just know that it's a very slow process. It is. Yeah. Like I think yeah, we're yeah. over, we're over a hundred in hours, and like I feel like we can't get to that one twenty five because every time we do, people leave. But bye, Felicia. So. I did something that was a little bit different than a lot of people. Um, I originally started my own Discord and had about like 25 to 50 people in there. And then um, I ended up joining another two streamers in their Discord and kind of having a shared Discord for three different communities. That way, there were more people in there talking to each other all at the same time. And then uh, whenever we moved out of that one, we had about 100 or so people that moved with us. And I think now we're up to like 170-ish in the Discord right now. That's awesome, Sauce. Congrats on that. Um, we have you. another one. This really doesn't apply to the three of us, but Lily Ray said, I'm curious about y'all's opinion on this. I don't normally wear makeup, but do you think it's worth it to put on makeup and try and dress up a bit for streams? No, be yourself. If you don't want to wear makeup, don't wear makeup. If you want to wear makeup, wear makeup. It, it, it shouldn't matter. To anybody that's watching, it should only matter to you to make yourself feel good. That'd be any type of anything. I don't care if it's me wearing a bikini. Maybe I'll do that for like someone's entertainment, but I'm not going to like do it just because. But, you know, what do me and Sauce always tell you guys when you guys ask us, you know, our opinions on streaming or what do we think? Always, always, always. The number one piece of advice that I, Sacred Vision, could possibly give you to being a successful streamer is always be yourself. Do not try to be anyone that you're not. Your chat, your community will know. I think that, I mean, I mean, it goes, it's kind of what route you want to take. Uh, you're building your own community, which means you're building it off of what you want your community to be so if you want to dress up dress up if you don't want to dress up don't dress up it's kind of i think it's just like you know be yourself it's whatever you want to build you know so it couldn't yeah hurt, everything but if you don't want to don't do it because you think mm -hmm. you have to exactly everything you do whenever you're starting your stream 
has an impact somewhere down the road. Um, that's everything from what how you are whenever you're streaming. If you're more hype and more like energetic with it, you're going to have a more energetic community because you're going to attract those people to you. If you're more chill, you're going to have more of those people. If you're doing giveaways all the time, you're going to have people that want to do giveaways all the time. You're attracting what you're doing. Like things will attract each other normally, you know. Another question. I know there's a yeah. another question, Sauce. I, I I really want your input on this. Spicy clickbait titles. How do you feel about them? What's your opinion on them? I don't like clickbait in general. Like it annoyed me when it was on YouTube back in the day whenever I was watching YouTube videos and someone would be like, Oh, look at this is gonna happen, and then it never happens and it bothered me. I feel like I'm being lied to. But if you're talking about like spicy original things that's not like a ball face lie to somebody that I don't care if you title your some your stream something stupid like uh oh this person died today or whatever like uh, I mean not uh, whatever it, it is what it is but I personally don't do that and uh like I said you're gonna build your stream however you want it to be built so do what you think is best I'm gonna name my next stream title sacred naked from the waist down. Let's see how many people actually click on that. And Sacred's banned from Twitch. <laughs> and Sacred's no longer here with us. <laughs> you can find his content on OnlyFans. What's your opinion on it, Nasty Natty Gaming? Uh, I think uh, you should leave the clickbait to YouTube. Uh, I I guess clickbait, I don't know. I've never ran into like a... I mean, there isn't really much clickbait in the, I guess, the NCAA community. There's some people that say, like, they're the, you know. So, I think I've once, as a joke, I think uh, at this point the game's so old. Like, I, I, once I put, I think one time I put, like, this is next-gen NCAA 21, like, as a joke. Because everybody knows the game doesn't come out until July 2023. And it's, you can't play it. It's It's like a kind of a meme in the community that, uh, you get a hundred people all the time. Can you play this on PS4? Can you play this on Xbox One? And it's kind of a meme. So like, I think one time I put like, this is next gen NCAA 2021, uh, hardest sliders ever. Uh, yeah. But other than that, I, there. Yeah. If you, if I don't mean it. I, I really can. don't inter- mean to interrupt you, but I'm gonna toot your horn for you. Now, as a Twitch partner, you actually might get to play the new NCAA game before a lot of other people. How do, how does that make you feel? Uh, I mean, if they do something like that, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, I would definitely be, that'd be cool if they, you know, recognized, you know, some people from the community, uh, especially people that have, you know, you know, been here and, and they kept the game, you know, entertaining for all the viewers and things like that. So, That'd be really cool. It'd be cool if they don't, you know, pick out the biggest Madden streamers or the biggest 2K streamers because they have 50,000 followers or something like that. They actually pick out people that have been streaming it, you know, the whole time. So that would be really I mean, cool. Be scary, I you're not a slouch by any means. <laughs> uh, you're pulling down like what, 150-ish people in there a night right now? Uh, so this is a question specifically for Natty. As someone new to streaming in CAA, how do you bring people into that community with it being such a small community, social media is a, uh, I would say, take, took my game to the next level big time. Uh, like getting it out there as much as possible. It's actually like, it's bigger than a lot of people think, but it's actually like a lot of people don't know about it. Like, I still get people that ask me all the time on TikTok, like, what is this game? <laughs> uh, so 
I think just uh, big time social media, posting all the time on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Snapchat, things like that. And uh, I think being consistent, and that could go for any game, but being consistent with you know streaming the game and creating a schedule and streaming the game, building a community, I guess that would be the best way to do that. That's a really good answer. I know this is a partnership, you know, the podcast between me and you, but do you mind if I do a little promo and self-promo and promo for you guys as well? I don't care. That's fine. So you heard it here first, FBB podcast, Sacred Vision and the Kraken will start a vlog on Sacred Vision's YouTube. The idea came to me by the amazing Nasty Natty Gaming. We were talking before streaming. He, he said it's something that a lot of the community members and new people would find interesting. I want to give another shout out to Nasty Natty Gaming. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. What enticed you to do this with us? Sauce is a good friend of mine. I, uh, I've had a few and I don't want to, I don't, I'm, I'm a real humble person, but sometimes now that I'm, you know, I, I, I got a, you know, a decent community or, you know, I don't want people to think, I feel like people, I, like I've had a couple people say like, oh, I didn't think you would even answer me. Like on, you know, they DM me on a different social media or I don't even, I didn't even think you would, you know, I don't, I didn't think you would even want to be on, you know, my podcast because I don't, I, you know, because I have, you know, like one or two people on there or whatever. And like, no, like I want to be a part of it. I want to be a part of everything. I want to be a part of, because it's all, streaming is about branching out as much as possible. Also meeting as many people as you can. And, you know, I, like I said, I do this for a living now. So like, this is my job and I love my job. So it's not, it's not hard for me to talk video games or talk you know twitch or talk anything so I, I i try to get on as many as i can i would love to be on everybody's podcast but especially fbb yeah 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 that's why i want to be on yours and sauce told me about you sacred and i was like hell yeah i want to be on i think i came in the stream on salt when sauce was live and when he did the podcast i was like where when am i gonna get to get on the podcast oh lord what did sauce tell you about sacred vision holy shit i gotta hear this I think he said you're the greasiest guy he knows. Sounds about right. I like first growth. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of grease, can we uh, all just have a moment of realization here? Mister Nasty Natty Gaming, a couple weeks ago, put Duke's mayonnaise in his hair after hitting a sub goal. It was beautiful. Yeah, I try to not remember that. Oh, bro! (laughs) (laughs) That was a tough scene. I mean, I have to get a wash out. An hour. <laughs> you got to give me props, though. At least you used to. At three in the morning after a stream. Nasty. Now that you have hit partner on Twitch, what are your goals moving forward? Uh, I look at being partnered as the show has just begun. I take it as another green light. I think it. Uh, we're nowhere where we want to be. I think it could be better. I think it can be bigger. Uh, like I said, if you want to be a streamer, you're always thinking of the next best thing, the next big thing, the next thing to get your community involved. Uh, all that purple check mark looks like to me is a uh, green light to start the race. So that's uh, the next big thing. With just tagging off of that is the keep thinking of the next you know thing to get my community involved. Uh, we got a lot of hype in the community with the next game coming out. Trying to be the best streamer I can be, one day at a time, and things like that. He set a goal the other day, uh, if I remember correctly. Weren't you trying to get that other check mark, uh, check mark on that other platform? I would like to get 500 uh, followers on all social media platforms. But yeah, the the biggest. I, the, I sometimes you got to set goals that seem nearly impossible. But I did set a, a, a I guess a, a goal for myself is I want to I want a YouTube button 
I want a YouTube button. I want a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube, and I want it by the end of the year. And I want to put that button right between that NG. Well, the Vision Legion will absolutely try its hardest to help you reach that goal, my guy. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. What has been your most memorable moment since you've been streaming? On stream or just in general? On stream. I, I will I will say mine, and then that way it'll give you time to think. Okay. And Sauce, so think of yours as well. My most memorable moment was rating one of the guys that I actually look up to on TikTok and Twitch, and that is Parrot King. For me to raid Parrot King with the Vision Legion and the Visionaries was so freaking amazing. That man showed so much hype and so much love to us. That was truly amazing for me because I look up to him. You know, everybody looks for the Parrot King raids. Nobody looks for the Sacred Vision raids. But the love and the hype that he showed me and my 14 viewers was truly amazing. I guess to go off of that, you just reminded me, my one-year anniversary, I when I I did my one-year anniversary stream, I, when I ended this, when I was coming to the just chatting screen, the in the stream on my one year anniversary, I broke down, you know, like teared up a little bit. Uh, and I was like, man, I just thank you guys so much for everything that you do for me. And I rated a, uh, kid that was in the balloons tower defense community, uh, BTD community, which was the first game I ever started streaming on Twitch. And he had like two people in his stream. And, like, that was a really cool moment because I remember when I was, you know, streaming BTD with, you know, you know, a couple people in the stream and things like that. So to be be able to, you know, actually raid somebody with a lot of people uh, to the original game that I started off to, especially being a to a young kid that's just started streaming. That was a really cool emotional moment for me on my one year anniversary. So that was a big moment for me. I remember that moment. It was amazing. You remember that sauce? I do. I was there. I remember raiding that kid. That was cool. It was really freaking cool to go off of that, I guess. Mine's actually a fairly recent moment. We actually, uh, we raided one of our buddies that, uh, Sacred, you know him pretty well. He'll actually be our guest on the podcast next week. Uh, we raided the Bearded Wonder. <laughs> so he uh, messaged, or he, it was either in chat or he messaged me. I think he messaged me. And he was saying how uh, he was really deciding if uh, streaming was something he was going to continue doing or not. And he was trying to figure out what he was going to do, if he was just going to give up and start focusing more on work or what was going to happen. That he never really thought he would be noticed by myself or by Sacred. And he talked about how we're people that he looks up to and streaming just like Sacred. You talked about how you look up to Parrot King. And just to be able to see like how much excitement and like how nervous and everything, like all the emotions that you could see whenever we whenever we raided him, it was freaking amazing. Honestly, I think that is my favorite part of streaming in general, is being able to give somebody that type of emotions and that much freaking hype and excitement just from being able to raid to him. You know, it, it's so cool. We have a question in chat. Sacred, Natty, and Sauce, where do you guys find the inspiration for your emotes or designing emotes? Honestly, emotes are tough personally for me because, and this doesn't, this isn't no shade on anybody that uses uh, those. If you look at all my emotes, they're kind of scuffed, man. They're just like, <laughs> they're just, most of the time they're off the top of the head. I got a Betty White emote. I got a picture of my dog's face that I edited. I have a, 
I don't even know. They they give you uh, now that I hit partner, they give you. I, I was hard for me to even think of five emotes. Now I got, I can make a hundred <laughs> emotes now, and I got a bearcat head emote. I got a I got a goat head emote. I got a grease emote. It's kind of things that are like things that are going on in your stream at the moment. That also, mm-hmm. but also uh, things that go with your game. Luckily, I play a sports game, so every time I go to a new dynasty or a new team, I make their mascot head one of my emotes. And, you know, I have a mullet, so I have a mullet 369, kind of going off of uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin's 316 uh, emote. So, things like that. Yeah, I think it's exceedingly hard to come up with your first five emotes. After that point, you start weeding out the emotes that aren't used as much, and you build emotes based on things that are happening in chat or different things that happen. Like, I have... A Dino Nuggy emote because we were talking about Dino Nuggies one day and it just kind of stuck. I'm like, well, I'm making a Dino Nuggy emote. It's happening. We have a Stabby emote, like a Stabby sauce packet now because a lot of other people were having Stabby emotes and they were having fun throwing them in chat. So I was like, you know what? I want to make a Stabby emote for you guys. Stuff like that. I mean, emotes are supposed to be playful and just spammy. So I'm not one for like, yeah, and they can be changed out. If they're not one that you end up liking down the road, change it. Who cares? Well, now you have nine emote spots, I think, or whatever. You have a lot more now uh, than you did before because they recently changed that. I'm not a big fan of the character, like the character ones that you see everyone do all the time. Um, I like the more creative ones, of course. You're just going to figure it out over time. Like that's all it is and make things that are important to your community. So on me, I think all my emotes are lame because they're all – sayings that came from chat like what did you learn you had to make it weird eat the booty like groceries um get the fuck out of here or fuck your life bing bong um release the kraken those emotes but dude they are spammed nice cock they are spammed everywhere i see those everywhere my community loves those emotes they work because they were they were founded by the community. They started in the mm-hmm. community. I do the whole Elmo voice. So I have an Elmo, and then I have an Elmo with a Santa hat. And everybody just seems to fucking love me. I don't know why, but everybody loves Elmo. I think that's the key right there is you're finding <laughs> things that the community likes. Like, just like whenever you first start dating a girl, it's not about what you like. It's about what she likes. Same thing with your community. It's about what they like. It's not necessarily about what you like. You're not the one spamming your own emotes. Yeah. I guess one thing, too, is kiss is a real big part of my streaming career that I learned out very quickly. Kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. I fucking like that. (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't understand complicated anyway. so. (laughs) So, Natty. when you find that your chat is kind of slow or I don't want to use the word dead. But how do you create hype and excitement in your chat to get chat more involved? One thing I would say is, and this is for people that even that have one person in their chat, 20 people in their chat, 30, 30 people in your chat or whatever it is, should never stop talking. Never stop talking about the game, whether you have to, you, you'll, you'll start to learn how to, if your chat's doing good flowing wise, you'll be able to read chat. But if it's, you know, if it's a little bit slowed down. You'll, you need to start commentating your game or you need to be starting a, a topic you need. Thankfully, I another good thing is I play football. I can sometimes create my own hype. Uh, I can always say, you know, like, come on defense, come on offense. I can start talking about past plays, things that good thing. Uh, another good thing about football is 
I can talk about what I want the team to do. You know, if things are a little bit, you know, uh, stagnant, uh, stagnant uh, in the chat. But you should never stop talking is the number one rule because, you know, that person comes in your chat and you're just sitting there looking at your camera, sitting there looking at your TV screen, you know. Never stop talking. Whether you got to put a teddy bear in front of your face, you know, that's off stream and you can't see it, but it looks like you're talking to it, to your group. Don't stop talking is the biggest thing. And you'll start to learn how to, you know, you're, you're reading chat real good or, or you need to start uh, commentating the game and then you'll be good enough to like, you'll be able to do all, you know, you'll be able to mix it all together. You'll be able to commentate your game, uh, you know, or, and talk to the chat at the same time. So just never stop talking, whether you're talking about apples and oranges or you're talking about the game or you're reading chat, don't stop talking. Great advice for sure. Um, some I actually was uh, approached by somebody on TikTok here recently. Um, they were talking about how their chat had been a little more dead, and they're trying to figure out how to build hype into it. Same thing as you. I was talking about how you got to consistently talk because somebody's going to pop in your stream. You'll have no idea they're there. They won't see you talking. They won't see you doing anything except just staring at a screen, and they'll be gone before your view count even shows that there was somebody in there. Yep. Because you didn't add any value. Because as a streamer, you're adding value to somebody's life. You're giving them something they don't already have. You have to have some type of value. So some of the advice that I've seen people give over the years, like just trying to learn how to speak in front of people or like fill time is record yourself whenever you're just talking and try to like record yourself for 10 minutes and try to talk the entire 10 minutes. If you can do that, watch it back, see what you did. And then learn from it and then increase the time, so on and so forth, until you can do it comfortably for an entire length of a stream. And then you'll be just fine. That's the key is adding value. And whenever you're not talking and not doing anything, you're not adding value. One quick thing, though, that I, that I kind of just recently figured out that kind of took my and this goes off that topic. One thing that was like has been like huge for me on TikTok and like Instagram and like things like that. And this is like I kind of just figured this out the last like I think like, you know, the last three or four months is you're live on Twitch. You need to. And what do you get your clips from when you're making TikToks and things like that? Most of the time it's from your Twitch live, right? At least for me, it is. You need to not only be live, but you need to react like you're making content when you're not live. And that took my that took my Twitch, my Instagram, and my YouTube to the next level because now that I'm reacting like that, it's now I can take that reaction from that play and put it on TikTok and stuff like that. So making you're making content for when you're not live. Think like that when you're streaming. Honestly, I've never even thought about it like that. Like honestly. I have my notepad out Twitch stuff to the next level. I'm telling you outside of Twitch, what has been your biggest growth tool? Probably TikTok. I just, like I said, I just recently started like using Twitter, like not, I guess not recently, but like TikTok would probably be a big thing for me right now. Uh, I can't seem to miss on TikTok right now. Honestly, that thing has been going nuts. I don't know, but like I told you, that thing like you're making when you're live you're making content for when you're not live it makes your when you're not live content to the next level and it makes it so much easier on you for to edit and things like that so and, and that's even that like i said it goes to the people like with one one viewer and stuff because you never know if you're reacting like that like you know you don't want to just be sitting here like that you want to like 
you get a quad, you know, you get a, a headshot to the, I don't know, you know, you get four kills in a row or something, you need to react because it, just because you have one person in your chat right now, you take that clip where you reacted like that and you put it on TikTok and it gets 100,000 views, next stream you might have 100 people in there. So I would say that's right would be the big thing because I can't stress it enough. When you're live on Twitch, you need to make content for when you're not live on Twitch. That's you right. You can't be live all the time, but you can always have that offline content going. Exactly. Can you tell all of our listeners and viewers when they can find you on Twitch and what your Twitch URL is? I'm Nasty United Gaming on every single social media account you can think of uh, other than OnlyFans. And I stream Monday through Friday, uh, 10 p.m. to about 1, 1.30 a.m. Eastern. Question, what's a good editor to use for posting clips to TikTok? None. Kiss. You don't need one. <laughs> use use with TikTok. TikTok's already got it on there for you. I don't you go to look at all my TikToks. I don't use a single edit but what TikTok offers. I think the only thing I ever use is Streamladder and that's just to get the right shape for my uh, TikToks. So I use an app on Android. I do not know if it's available on iPhone. It is called VN. I'm I'm we are currently live as we were recording this, so I will show this to my stream. It is amazing. You can clip your you can you can record a thousand videos, small little two second videos, and combine them to form one TikTok. It is called VN Video Editor, but it is simple, easy to use. I showed it to Lines Faded. I showed it to Bama Bubba. It's amazing. It's free. That's what I use personally. Okay. Next question, Natty. How many times should you post on TikTok daily, weekly? Let's let's go with daily. How many times should you post on TikTok daily? So right now, what's working for me right now on TikTok is anything after 8 o'clock before 1 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, use the two top hashtags that are being, when you type in, when you click hashtag, use the two top hashtags. Use your name, hashtag whatever your name is as well. Uh, if you go to my name right now on TikTok, I have 1.2 million views on my uh, on my name on TikTok. So you hashtag Nasty Natty Gaming. Uh, you need to hashtag the two top hashtags on uh, TikTok. So whether it's fucking, or, sorry, uh, hashtag <laughs> Snowball Foundation, whatever it is, you'll see it. It's a top two hashtags. Usually it has 1.2 billion uh, views or whatever. You need to use those two. And then whatever your game is, is what's been working for me right now. So you got to stop posting so many TikToks, bro. Every time I open TikTok, I see your beautiful, hey, no fat, bearded, hey, no beautiful cat. face. I see sauce the first like six videos, bro, and I like them every time. <laughs> every time. I try to like and comment on every one of Sauce's videos to help him grow because you know they say the more that you watch it to the very end, comment yeah. and like, the more that other people get to see it. So I make sure that I do that for them. Yeah, if yeah. if you enjoy a streamer, please, even if it's commenting LOL, just Type something in the comment section and watch the full video. I'm going to start doing that with Nasty Natty Gaming. I'm going to like and comment. Dude, it might be the dumbest comment ever. I might say, ha ha, but I'm going to do that to help you guys grow. Yeah, it does. It definitely helps for sure. Also, putting it when uh, you unlock it and you're able to put links in your bio, like I have my mm -hmm. Twitch link in my bio. The first, every time I post a video, not only do I, I uh, you, it saves automatically to your phone. I have an instinct right now. I post it on TikTok. I uh, I link it to my Snapchat. It goes straight to my Snapchat store. I go right back to TikTok. I like my own video. There is nothing wrong with liking your own videos. You're liking your own tweets, liking your own Instagram posts. Like your own shit. 
Okay, there ain't nothing wrong with it. I like, as soon as I get back to TikTok, I like my own video. I go to the comments. I say Twitch link in bio. I pin the comment. Then I go to Instagram, put it as a post, put it as a story, and then I put it on Twitter. It should be, it should be, as soon as you post a TikTok, bang, 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 bang. This man's making moves. Making moves, I tell you. I've seen him grow from literally right around 40-ish average viewers to now where he's up over 100 people in there regularly. Like, it has been amazing to see, honestly. But uh, as far as TikTok goes, um, I have seen a couple different strategies work. The people that post two times a day, and I also see people that post 150 times a day. The guy who posted 150 times a day went up 3,000 followers in the last three or four days. Yeah, I don't have that much time in a day to post 150 TikToks. I'm I'm just saying. (laughs) Yeah, I think most of his TikToks are literally replying to comments where he's like, yeah, thanks for the comment. Things like that. Like, it, it it works, apparently. What has been your biggest influence in streaming? Biggest influence? Uh, I could say Dr. Disrespect, but I'll go a little bit more in because I don't want to be short. But uh, Dr. Disrespect's definitely a big thing. Uh, the way he, more than just playing a game. Like I said, it feels like a movie, but... I think uh, I go to I go to a lot of streams, whether you're whether it's, you know, in all different kinds of games. I try to take it. Sometimes I take a little bit something from this stream and take a little bit of something from this stream. I take something from Doc's stream or I take something, you know, I look back at my VOD and I take something from that stream. And I think I just try to put a little twist on it and uh, make it my own, you know, my own thing and, and try to make it, you know, organic from me. So I think it's really big to like go out there and i'm in hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different streams i'm in uh all kinds of stuff and just you know seeing things and that you like and maybe you take a little bit of that or take a little bit of that and you know put it together and put a little bow on it from national gaming and it'll be on the next stream what about you sauce what is what has been your biggest influence on your stream i mean honestly what he just said you i am a big believer that you can learn something from anyone like, it doesn't matter if that person has one person in their stream and that's you and you see something that they're doing that's really cool. You see something they added to their stream that's really neat and you take that and you put your spin on it and use it. But as far as like people that have influenced me in streaming, I, I do have to say that Natty has been a big influence on streaming. Like the way he's able to uh, like communicate with his chat and have everyone like so thoroughly entertained in there it's it's really impressive honestly like i still go in there and i learn things from every single time i'm in there what i've built my community around is realism being real being yourself being true the thing that i constantly convey to my community is this the person that you're getting on stream is not a character this is sacred vision this is sean this is who i am away from this camera i'm the same weird person like but the biggest influencers Lines Faded, Parrot King, Sauce McSaucy, Dr. Disrespect, Stone Mountain 64, the hype levels. That's I wanted to be that guy. Like I wanted to bring the laughter and the joy to the people that are watching me. And I wanted to bring that entertainment factor. Like going into a stream and seeing someone go, hey, welcome in Shadows of Ref 21. Like, uh, okay, bye. Like I want it like that person needs to feel special and I want that each and end of each and every chatter to feel like they are special in the community. So that has been my biggest influence. Definitely a big thing. I know when I first started streaming, uh or when even when I like back when I was a youngin, uh 
12, 13 years old, the number one reason why I wanted to be, I like fell in love with streaming or whatever is uh, being a part of something. And that's why I'm really like, I'm really big into making sure I read all the comments and things like that because Twitch, you know, like I wanted to make everybody feel involved and things like that. So that's definitely because I know how uh, when I first, you know, got into Twitch and started watching video games and stuff like that, I wanted to be a part of a community and see, you know, get read in my chats and things like that. So. I definitely want everyone that comes into my chat to feel like they're the most important person in that chat to me. Like, I want everyone to have that feeling because you never know what's going on in somebody's life. You could be literally the person, like their only bright spot of the day was coming in to hang out in your chat and talk to you. That might sound egotistical for me to say that, but the reality of it, that that's very possible. That could be like the only thing that they have to look forward to that day is like, oh, well, so-and-so is going to be live. Let me go in there and talk to them. They always, they're always a good time or whatever. Like as a streamer, I think it's a huge responsibility to always give everyone 110% whenever you're live, because like I said, that could be their highlight of their day. Just because you stream every single day and you're feeling a little bit worn out or something, that doesn't mean that it's there. They haven't seen you do it all day. So you got to give it to them like you're fresh. Absolutely, Sauce. Sometimes as a streamer, you may lose focus on what your goals are. How can you refocus on your goals as a streamer? Get ref. I mean, just it's it's a lot of a, a self mental game when it comes to Twitch and things like that. Uh, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff and things like that. Sometimes you you don't want to do it or you don't want to edit or things like. I mean, it's just it's a lot of you got to be your biggest fan when it comes to this stuff. Uh, at the end of the day, so you got to have that, you know, mental, mental voice in your head saying, you know, you know, you get it done, you know, get it done, record, you know, you know, just, just meant, making sure you're, you're mental, you, you tell yourself that, you know, like, you got to be strong with yourself, I guess is the best way to put it. I don't know. It's kind of hard to say what I think I'm saying. I don't know if I'm making any sense, but like, you got to be your biggest fan. You got to tell yourself you you because a lot of people like you'll hear a lot of praise from a lot of people or you know you can get this you know you're doing good and things like that so maybe it'll sometimes it'll be hard to find what you're doing wrong or sometimes you'll you know it'll be hard to you know clean up the edges or you know try to better yourself and sometimes you get comfortable and things like that so you got to be your biggest fan and I guess you guys will also be your biggest critic criticizer at the same time. So it's, a, I guess, a wicked game to play, but it, it's kind of like that. Yeah, it's hard to see a forest. You're looking at the trees, you know, like you got to have that outside perspective that you give yourself every once in a while, like take a step back, evaluate what you're doing and see what's working, what's not working. And just be brutally honest with yourself. Watch your VOD, see what you need to work on. Like I was watching. So I have no Internet, like I said, right? But I do have one of my most recent VODs recorded on my computer because I just started to where I'm going to be uh, recording every stream and having it saved on my hard drive. That way I can look back at them, get edits and everything from the source directly instead of doing through Twitch. And I was watching and I saw some things that I need to fix and I saw some things that I did pretty freaking awesome. So I'm going to take that into my next stream and I'm going to try to eliminate the things I didn't like. and expand on the things i did that's amazing advice lastly before we end this amazing podcast natty you just made twitch partner 
What is one piece of advice you would give to a new streamer? One of the biggest things that I, I learned quickly when I got into this, a streamer told me that uh, when I first started was it is 99% behind the stream and it is 1% clicking the go live. So you need to be able to be prepared to be here for hours and be ready to stream for just three or four hours. You know what I mean? There's a lot of stuff that goes into just click and go live. There's, there's, there's a lot of stuff that goes into editing videos. There's a lot of stuff that goes into making the show look the way that the show looks. You know, be patient with yourself and 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 uh, meet new people that you know. Maybe like I like I've met some people like uh, maybe uh, they're good at something and I'm not. So like, just be kind to people, man. Just be kind and create friendships because you never know that guy could be a freaking wizard at software or editing or know this and this and this and you're really good at this this and this and you know one day you're going to need his help and one day he or she is going to need your help and so just be ready be prepared to be be patient learn as much as you can be consistent be consistent be consistent be consistent be consistent create a screen schedule build your own road ride the fucker to the wheels don't fall off that's an amazing piece of advice sauce what about you I mean, I would have to say the exact same thing. Just if you want to do it, go for the shit. <laughs> like, fucking do it. Like I said before, if you're not confident talking in front of people, practice. Streaming to low view counts is the best practice you can have to being a streamer. Keep talking. Keep trying to fill up the silence and get good at doing that. Once you start doing that well... You're going to have no problem whenever people are in chat talking to you. And if you're doing that, you're going to have people hop in chat and talk to you because you're filling their life with more value whenever they're in there. Like I said, without adding value to somebody, they're not going to stick around. It's all about the added value that you're bringing. So figure out what value you can add to somebody's life and do it. Exactly. This is a form of entertainer or entertainment, and we are entertainers. We have to find the best way to entertain our viewers. Otherwise, we have no viewers. From all of us here at Fat, Bearded, and Beautiful Podcast, we thank you so much for tuning in. We have a very special guest on today's episode, Nasty Natty Gaming. Thank you so much, Sacred Vision. Sauce McSaucy. We will see you next week.